There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Namaste, yogis. This is Andrew Seeley here to welcome you to the Yoga Revealed podcast. Have you ever thought about how a plant-based diet could benefit your yoga practice and the world? On this outstanding episode, we sit down with acclaimed movie director and producer Kip Anderson to hear about his follow-up documentary to the award-winning Cowspiracy called What the Health? Today, we have the privilege of diving into the details of Kip's yoga journey from practicing yoga as a means of gaining mind-body connection to refining his intention and allowing yoga to be his sanctuary for greater connection to source. Listen close as Kip explains how he sees yoga helping to spread awareness of care and compassion for all living beings. I felt that a veil was taken off for me and that how did I not know this? How did I not know this? Why didn't my parents tell me? And I fought it for a long time. So once that disconnect started connecting, I wanted the truth about everything. Tap into the heart of Ahimsa and learn to truly care as Kip shows us a path to raising vibration and doing our share on this exciting episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast with Kip Anderson. So I'm really stoked to have you on the podcast today simply because you not only practice yoga, but you practice the first limb of the yamas, which is ahimsa. And a lot of people are not super familiar with that, but it's the act of non-harming. And I feel that in the society that we live in today, it's so imperative for us to be not only conduits of living fully that yogic lifestyle, but also those who can share that with others and you're doing it in a really huge way so i'm super stoked to have you on today well, thank you it's really nice to be here <laughs> definitely so i like to start with where your yoga journey first began it began well it began around only you know only seven years ago i've been vegan for nine years and i think that was the first stage of leading to yoga mm-hmm. um and my girlfriend at the time introduced me to Jiva Mukti because she knew I was vegan and I was like I want 
I, you know, I was getting into yoga and I said, is there a school out there? Because I've been going to some classes that I didn't feel it had the whole essence of what I felt at that early stages of what yoga really meant. I knew there was asana practice, but I first got into it with the whole theory and the eight limbs of yoga. And mm-hmm. that was just as important as me, the asana practice. So um, I was introduced, fortunately, to Jeeva Mukti at that time in San Francisco. And there's some amazing teachers up there. And yeah, that's where I got into the asana practice really and getting more deep into that type of practice and at that time you had already been vegan i've been vegan about two or three years before that and what made you decide to go vegan vegan well it kind of follows the cowspiracy is really a recreation of what happened to me over about six year period where it looks like it all happens over a couple months I found I saw a video as a hardcore cheeseaholic, like mm-hmm. every meal. I couldn't even go vegan one single day, not even <laughs> one day. And it was mainly cheese because I was a vegetarian, pesco, a lacto, avo, pescatarian for a few years before that. Mm-hmm. And someone told me about a video called Meet Your Meat. Oh, I actually that. watched that. <laughs> it's like it's like Earthlings in about 12, 12 minutes and everybody, narrated by Alec Baldwin. And I put it off for a long time. And finally, I said, you know, while I was eating cheese pizza, I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> you literally got the cheese pizza ordered. You're like, yeah. okay, let's sit down and get this over with. And, and I said, because my ex at the time, she's like, she was vegan for about two months after she watched that. And I'm like, mm. wow, still are. I said, okay, sat down my cheese pizza. I watched it. And the dairy part just killed me, you know, the taking the, from the mother and the... Like baby calf, and then I th- literally threw it across the room. Like sl- I was on a t- long table, I slid it across, <laughs> like fell on the floor, and and at that same time I was learning about the environmental impact too. So mm-hmm. it was kind of get- that's why I was ready for this video. And at that time, I wanted it out of every cell of my body. I wanted it. Just I wanted nothing to do with this industry. Like get this out as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. Not only do I want to not stop eating this product, I want it out of every the nucleus of my cell. Just liberate me from this industry. Yeah. So it was such a immediate impact, and I'm fortunate because a lot of people have withdrawals and, and this and that. But yeah, it was such an emotional um, um, experience that happened to me that it was just boom like that. So at this time that you had this emotional experience with knowing that you had to let go of the dairy products, was it simple? Was it easy? And what kind of helped you through that process? I was so ignorant of nutrition. You know, it's nine years ago and I wasn't, it's a little bit different now. So ignorant of nutrition that I literally thought if I didn't have animal products within a month, I would get deathly ill. I really did. And I was, it was such a powerful emotion for me that, that I, I, I saw this trail of blood and death and destruction. If I continued to eat that way, that was just a trail of blood and death to my grave. Mm. And I said, even if I can stop this for just one month, you know, it's like an ato- atonement. If I, can, if I can just end this now and if I die in 45 days because I'm vegan because <laughs> I don't even know, that is fine. And it literally was. I, I, did, I was so ignorant about nutrition. And then as most people go vegan, especially when you eat as much cheese as I did, I didn't know what to eat, but I didn't eat cheese. And within two weeks, I just... I felt the blood rushing through my veins. Mm. I felt, you know, all the cliches. I felt lighter. I felt um, just this whole overwhelming sense of transformation that was happening for me in only about two or three weeks. And I said, I think I'm going to live. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just progressed. And, and luckily at that time, I did have a partner who helped me through that because we were doing it together. And if you don't have someone you're doing it with, 
it's you know find that community because they're so it was so helpful for us to and we made a game of it mm-hmm. to, you know we text each other i found this new cookie today at, you know, <laughs> yada, yada, or i found this new cheese and to make it a game where it was all of a game of of, of, of finding new things out rather than restricting it was about exploring and things introduced so it was, it was fun period so that's when people say they go uh, vegan like that was such a fun period for me so during that time of actually discovering that there were vegan options that would be fulfilling and nutritious for you is that kind of when you decided to start practicing yoga yeah I think it was a natural next step progression kind of you know whether it's yoga as far as nasana practice i got into the the theory of it because it became a, a spiritual thing for me that i wasn't expecting going vegan it was just initially i don't necessarily love animals i just don't hate them enough to want to eat them it was a justice thing mm-hmm. and keegan who, who i make these films with he's the same way we're not necessarily animal lovers it's more about justice if you see someone being hurt in the side of the road it's not like you know i love humans that much where it's just this is not right. But then so exploring that a little bit more deeper, I was introduced to yoga and introduced to the eight limbs. I said, wow, this is really cool how this all connects and that they get it. Um, and then so that's where the introduction of yoga came more on the theoretical side and the philosophy side of it. Nice. So during these first few stages of yoga, you know, we have the yamas and the niyamas, which are like the observances and then obviously the don't do's. And then after that, we have the third step, which is the asana. And tell me about your journey through asana. You know, I felt, you know, being more in line, in line with your body, in line with everything, that it all just kind of worked together and it's really accelerated. I had nothing to compare it to. So for me, it was all part of the process and the journey mm-hmm. that, um, of course, when I started practicing asana practice and practicing yoga, it's like, why didn't I do this 10 years earlier? But um, <laughs> it just wasn't ready for it then. Can you take me back to the time that rang in your head that you decided to create Cowspiracy? And how did that come about? Well, once I found out about the impacts at the same time of the ethical reasons, I found out, you know, once that happened, I felt that a veil was taken off for me. And that how did I not know this when I saw that meet your meat? How did I not know this? Why didn't my parents tell me? Mm-hmm. So and I fought it for a long time. So once that disconnect started connecting, I wanted it. I wanted the truth about everything. Like, what else don't I know? What else don't I know? So I dug deep into it, and then I found out about the animal and agriculture's impacts on the environment, and went really, really deep into the research on that. Mm. And then the big inspiration for actually making the film was not the facts that themselves. It was that the environmental institutions, environmental nonprofits, the Greenpeace, the Sierra Clubs that I supported. I used to give. Uh, especially Sierra Club money for saving wolves all this they were not talking about this so Mm. I started emailing them calling them in the movie I said I was doing it for months in reality it was about five years and the last two years was so frustrating that they would not answer me and they would just give me these um, these answers that were you know just just automated just automated responses that betrayal, I felt that betrayal was the inspiration for making the film, not even the facts that you learn in that. Wow. I could not believe they were not telling us this. So you wanted to get that message out. How to get the message out and how to talk to these, these institutions that are, ask them, why are you not telling us this? Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you tell me this 20 years earlier? I felt like you know, just almost a personal, like, why aren't we telling this? I could not believe it. And, you know, people said, well, why don't you 
kind of going after, whatever lack of a better word, the animal agriculture industry or someone else. I said, because it's these organizations, they're like our parents, they're our environmental parents, the Greenpeace Sierra Club, they're the one that needs to tell us this. Mm-hmm. And so why didn't they tell us this? It, you know, it hurt me. So, and again, when in the film, when you see, when we do interviews, it's with reverence and with respect and just asking questions, but... Yeah, for those who are not familiar with the Cowspiracy film, can you give us a premise of what is actually revealed there? Basically, the bottom line is that eating animal products, meat and dairy, is by far the number one cause of environmental destruction. This one industry is the leading cause of species extinction, wildlife destruction, um, rainforest destruction, land use, water consumption, water pollution, and human-caused greenhouse gases. Just uh, livestock alone causes more human-caused greenhouse gases than all transportation put together. Wow. And that number goes anyway from 14% to 18% to 51%. But the bottom line, it is somewhere in that realm. I, you know, Of all the research since then, it looks like it's really between 35 and 51 by people who have no uh, stake in the game. Um, to do any more research for that. Yeah, and... Uh. and um, and then the film, in a, in a creative, entertaining way, takes you on this journey that I went through, finding out these different things and then talking to individuals and leading scientists and then the environmental groups, asking them questions. And that's where it gets interesting, everywhere from funny to bizarre. <laughs> um, and it's just a fun journey that you go on. Definitely. So from Cowspiracy, how did your practice help you move through those different interviews and those conversations that you have that may have been really confronting, right? So it's a great question because, it took, again, it, it took me about four years to make Cowspiracy. I was trying to email these organizations for about three years, and I said, this has to be a film, and I thought someone would do it. And at that time, I was practicing yoga a little bit, but I was, you know, uh, a little bit scattered and you know to, to make a film and something of that importance and, and to get that much research done I said I need to turn it up so around 2011 I said I have to go to, to yoga teacher training mm. and the very first day is and I went to Jiva Mukti yoga teacher training ah, Jiva Mukti is incredible yeah incredible. and I felt that they're most in line with all the eight limbs and like the yoga of the yoga and so the first day when they go up, what's your intention of being here? I said, my intention is to represent animals. <laughs> and mm. most people are like, my intention is to do retreats or to do this. Mine was, I know, I travel a lot. It was just that I want to be a better better vehicle, a better, uh, you know, a better portal light to, to gather myself to be able to tell this message. So it's purely for to gather the tools. to, And so that helped me a lot. And I was working on it, working on it, and it was kind of coming together a little more. And then I learned about Kundalini Yoga, hmm. and that was at 2012. And right after, on, two, on, on uh, December 22nd, 2012, which, which I realized we're all gonna live. Yeah, <laughs> I said, everyone was like, "The end of the world." Yeah, and I was but kind it's of just a new beginning. It's Come just on. a new beginning. Literally that day, I woke up and I'm like, "All right, well, it's, we're living. It's time to step it up." Ah. And I said, and I that day I saw Kundalini Yoga teacher training in Rishikesh, India. I'd done Kundalini Yoga four times in my life, mm. but. And within three weeks, I was heading to India. And within, and that was 23 days of hardcore Kundalini yoga, waking up at 3.30 in the morning, going into the Gangadi River, doing Kundalini yoga till 7 p.m. at night. Within two weeks after returning, I met Keegan. Mm. And with 10 months after that, Cowspiracy was finished. 
Wow. That so immediately how, it put a fire. Like, you know, like the magnetic field, <laughs> the in tune with everything. And my intention was really with animals and harmony and myself, to, you know, expanding my my um, you know intention and my actualization. I realized it was that with that. And I owe so a lot to Kundalini Yoga. Um, so powerful. Why do you feel that Kundalini Yoga was so much more resonant to you? It is, you know, they say it's 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 almost a surgical yoga. It's the you can literally transform your DNA. These these blocks that I had that I didn't even know I had was transforming into powerful blocks into these things that you know we would do a lot of things about every other day where you have your own intention, mm-hmm. and it's like surgical procedures where it's so specific. You know, it's for for this or for this anything from a disease that you have or for something to manifest and. Over and over and over, if anyone knows that they do Kundalini Yoga that intense, you can really manifest. And, you know, the difference between a lot of yoga and the Om, saying Om, and in Kundalini Yoga, yoga it's Om. Mm-hmm. You know, the Om is of the unmanifested, the, the, the universal, universal spirit, where the Om, O-N-G, is the manifestation. So mm-hmm. a lot of these meditations that I was doing was different than kundalini yoga where kundalini yoga is more manifesting it's, it's making things it happen into reality you know? a lot of other yoga it's kind of releasing letting go mm-hmm. being at one with everyone where kundalini yoga is activating magnetic fields shining the light doing things you know being a being a vehicle of light so i was just people i came back and people were like you're literally a different person mm-hmm. so it was really powerful Plus going to India for the first time. As you That's know. what I was going to ask is, was it your first time? <laughs> that was the first time. And then again, and also not only that, going straight to Rishikesh, which is like the holy of the lands. So that was a huge part of it. Dipping, you know, bathing in the Gange River at, at 3.30 in the morning. The whole experience. But being in India and then having an interesting realization that I'd been there in a past life. The whole thing all came together but. that's pretty incredible this was my first time most recently i just got back two weeks ago on this friday actually it's pretty wild to think of just two weeks ago i was literally in the heat of india in varanasi with these children at the Chandramoli's children's trust helping them with yoga and i brought you know 14 incredible yogis from all around the world to this space of Unknowing, you know, because I wasn't fully aware of where we were going, but luckily we had a yoga for change who came around and they literally guided us through Varanasi, Bodh Gaya, and also um, we went to Nalanda, which was incredible as well. But I really want to go to Rishikesh. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard that it's an incredible experience because it's the, the holy land of the the heart of the Ganges, where the Ganges River starts, you know, and that's such a beautiful idea that this river runs all the way from the tops of the Himalayas all the way down into all these little crevices and creases of India. Mm-hmm. And that's the first, kind of the first stop, Rishikesh. That's why it's so clean where you can actually bathe in it mm-hmm. every day. But I want to do exactly what you did now, and I'm ready to explore all of India. That was just a touch, mm-hmm. but it was, it was incredible. So when you did your Kundalini training, how do you feel that it differed from your your training with Jiva Mukti because Jiva Mukti is actually really good at encompassing all eight limbs and obviously this training that you've done with Kundalini it like really inspired you to to move forward with actualization of the Cowspiracy movie and that which I feel is your dharma. Yeah, and I feel what was happening with Kundalini yoga when you're practicing you you get a little bit more aware of your chakras and your things like when you're doing these 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 powerful 
meditations and these mantras is that a lot of it is pushing up your 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 kundalini and a lot of times you know even when you go to bed your kundalini is at the lower chakras and so i became really in tune of every chakra and i hadn't mm-hmm. ever really really felt that before so things that i would do um i could feel what chakra they would affect like relationships and things that i would do if, like say i would you know drink a beer or do whatever i would feel that and so that was becoming really in tune and so obvious that um, I've made the relationship to when people are eating animals and, you know, that's a fear base or it's, it's the lower chakras. And when you remove that, feeling your kundalini rise. So it was all coming together in a, almost a physical way, more than theoretical. It was becoming, mm-hmm. I could actually see it being take place where my, that like where kundalini was rising within mm-hmm. myself. And I became more balanced and I feel I was more in my lower chakras when I was entering that and it's powerful. For those who are not familiar with the definition of kundalini, how would you define it? Um, well, it's it's the rising of the energies. It's the rising. I like to, you know, a lot of people just think it's 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 this this place that you eventually go to. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the innate limbs, and eventually reach uh, samadhi. Samadhi. Um, where what I really feel is that with Kundalini, it's activating all the chakras. So a lot of times, just in everyday life, we're living in our lower chakras. So rising the Kundalini, uh, balancing those energy chakras and those energy centers through all seven chakras or eight chakras or nine, whatever you believe in. Um, so rising that space that usually tends to f- settle at the bottom, the core. And that's what yoga practice is. Um, and that's essentially what Kundalini yoga is a lot of, of really tuning into these different chakras, rising it so you're becoming more balanced. You're working with all the chakras. Some people think your lower chakras aren't necessarily as powerful or as important as, say, your third eye or your crown chakra. But it absolutely is. Everyone has its own feature. And um, I feel most of my life I was only running on a few of them. And then mm. at that time, they were all just lit up, you know. That's beautiful. So in finding this this newfound, you know, purpose, did you immediately know that you would create more than one documentary? Um, I felt so because Cowspiracy initially was supposed to have a little bit more elements of the health impacts because once we dove deep into the environmental impacts, you can't help but find out the same stories being played out, the health impacts. Once you find out about that, then you say, well, wait, is there some parallel... Um, story taking place in the ethical spiritual world again removing that that space of disconnection that had and replacing with light and information and so Cowspiracy was going to be a little bit more all three of those areas and then we realized this is way more than one film (laughs) so that's what led to what the health and perhaps we'll see another third film on ethics but we'll see about that (laughs) so it just so happened that my good friend cam invited me to go check out the what the health film premiere and i am a vegan and have been a vegan for now eight years and i immediately was drawn to it because he was like dude he's giving the full breakdown of the health benefits of veganism and it's so often that the one place that i get stumped when i'm talking to friends about the importance of becoming a vegan is the health benefits. You know, I, they know that I'm healthy. They can see that I'm healthy. But then being able to articulate it and to be able to say, well, the reason why being a vegan is actually so good is because not only do you feel better, but this, this, and that, 
it just never really came out so I loved that aspect of the film is you outlined it and you took also three people who had really severe health problems and put them on a vegan diet for what was it three weeks uh, well they were doing it for anywhere from four weeks to six weeks to longer but those transformations in the film two out of the three were only two weeks of wow. all that medication one of the females one of the ladies Jane she was in a walker you know and she's only 61 in a walker taking I think it was 16 medications per day within two weeks of cleaning or changing her diet she was off all medications we just contacted her recently and she's doing incredible and the other mm -hmm. lady too was within two weeks she had all these illnesses and taking all these drugs cleansing herself um, completely two weeks and quote unquote, she even said two weeks is all it takes. After 10 years of being sick, told that I'm going to die within months. Imagine all of a sudden finding out within two weeks that you are not completely healed. And so you just see them lit up, just lit up a whole, whole new world opens up for them. And it's so powerful for us. We were not ready to see that transformation happening. Mm -hmm. But a big part with What the Health is that the goal of What the Health isn't just the personal things that happen with your transformation and health is to show that true health embodies everything. People get so caught up on health and in saving yoga and what's my health? What's my, how's my health doing? How's my dosha? What's my dosha? What's, am I healthy? But true health is when your community is healthy, when your loved one's healthy, when your pet is healthy, when your environment is healthy, the entire planet. And that was such a big part of the film that with 7 billion people, we're essentially one entity now. And we have to realize that for you to be healthy, we all have to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And that's true health. You know, we get caught up in the individual. That's so true. You hit on a huge subject. And really the main reason that I created this podcast is because the community is the key. We're all connected. And the more that we can find that sense of community and that sense of bringing our own information and our own experience to the forefront of sharing it, that's when we truly make a difference, not only in ourselves, but in the world. And I think that you touched on a really beautiful point in What the Health, which is that we can all harness this information and make a change as a whole entire world. Because if we as Americans, with all of this information, help to inspire other countries to do the same, then really the vegan trend will not only become a trend, but it'll also be a way of living, a way of being, a way of seeing that this is the best way for us to move forward as a sustainable human race. Yeah, and it's and it's exciting because it's already, it's in a way it's already happened. You know, once the seed is planted, say it's like almost the mantra when you say it 108 times, the 108th seed, it's already it's already been said, it's already happened. I feel it happened in 2012, and now we are finally seeing this unfold. We're living in such an exciting time where this movement you have. So many different movements that had to lead up to this one, you know, the civil rights, the women's rights, gay rights, on and on and on. They had one thing in common that led to their success was ethics. Mm -hmm. This movement has not only ethics, but has the survivability of our entire planet just to survive. Like imagine if these other movements had that and our personal health and health and ethics um, all wrapped up in one. So that's why you see this happening so fast. So. Really, the it's it's part of the future, but it's now. So it's really, are you living, are you living today? Part of the future? Are you living in the past? Because this is what's going to be, and it already is for our future children, and definitely our grandchildren. It's happening so fast.
So with that being said, do you feel and see a real influx of people changing their minds after seeing your films? Uh, well, we get a lot of incredible emails. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun to see now. We just started with What the Health, but you know, one of our good friends, came and I good friends, he saw Cowspiracy and What the Health the very next day. Hmm. And he said, boom, sold, you know. Um, and, and what's beautiful about that, with the way he framed it, is really the same, that he's, he sees the, the connection to everything around him. He sees, he's an artist, so he mm-hmm. sees the progress, progression of him as an artist, progression of him, you know, taking that to the next level. And already he's, you know, doing incredible things where... Um, in only just a few weeks, everything's opening up for him. So it's more than this personal transformation. It's this transformation where you're being, you're just connected to everything. And mm. you just see this whole state around you just rise with you. And then the vibrations that you connect with, all of a sudden you're starting meeting different people, different things start to happen. And it's just so exciting. That's why I don't get jealous, but when someone just turns on going vegan, I say, Oh, it's so lucky of you. Like it's such a fun time. It's starting. Time. It's yeah. starting, you know. It's like so many is like probably you and you I didn't plan on all these benefits, you know, of reconnecting to my inner child and connecting to, you know, these higher powers. I wasn't even that spiritual then, but just start one thing after another, unfold, unfold, unfold. And I was like, Wow, this is so incredible and I didn't even do this for this, but if I would have <laughs> known, who knew? It's so beautiful to watch it all blossom yeah i feel like when you do decide to fully follow the yogic path not only does your mind focus in on your true heart's intention but your whole entire being is then connected to that fully encompassed world of of universal law it's like things just drop in drop in for you to be connected to the right people for that new job to come in or for that new transition to happen or for that new person to come into your life it's like everything then opens up for there to be space to be filled yeah and what's incredible is what it is you have this big disconnect and it's almost visually this black space where you know, you've been hidden from it, and you're, you're not really living your true who you are. Again, when I said I reconnected to my inner child, who I was at six, seven years old, I didn't realize I would connect to my inner child that's like telling me, wow, we're finally living our truth. You know, mm-hmm. I would never eat an animal. We didn't know we were doing this. So you have this big, dark path or that, that, that all of a sudden the lights shined on it. And so this big, empty space has to be replaced the second law of thermodynamics it can't be removed or taken away it now has so much light to fill up Mm -hmm. and it's literally just light so that's where all these incredible things start happening because it has to fill up with something so it starts filling up with the light the truth the love compassion um and just people you meet and and opportunities and on and on and on and it's just it's a it's a really wonderful experience Mm. so I heard that you touched on a third film, and I just have to ask, with with going through the you know environmental effects of now veganism and how it's helped to change the environment, and now going through what the health and how the bodily effects of veganism is affecting people, what do you feel is the third one? It must be like spirit. Maybe spirit, maybe ethics, things touched on that, you know, things with the the yoga tradition and um, other religious studies and things that get maybe mixed up in translation. For example, even in the Bible, they say meat 
but people think of meat as animal meat. Meat, you know, back then was bread. Mm. So that's why a lot of times when people say, I, I still eat meat, I eat plant meat. Mm. You know, I eat, uh, um, it's not fake meat. And it, what the, well, I feel it's already happening. In a few years down the road, when people say, oh, I eat meat, they're going to assume that you mean plant meat. Like mm-hmm. that is the norm. And the people are like, wow, you still eat animal meat, animal flesh? Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought you meant plant meat. But uh, so it's going to maybe, you know, we're still toying around with uh, how it's going to be, how it's going to be done. But it's definitely an interesting subject that, that, uh, that could be, could be a value. Definitely. So it really interests me because I feel that in the path of yoga, in the path of self-study of that svadhyaya, like really going into the depth of your heart and understanding your purpose, that next phase is like, now how do we understand our purpose and then help to make a difference in this world and i feel that what you are doing is making such a huge difference on a large scale because if you're working with people like netflix and you know hulu where like all of these movies are now in an open source form where you can actually jump on and and feel that that knowledge be dropped on you right in front of your screen what do you feel to be the next phase of of our sharing evolution of sharing this information? Well, I feel the next phase we're right in the middle of it, um, and that's kind of like you said, sharing this information happens so fast that energy exchange happens so fast exponentially. You know, I've, I have a niece and a nephew, and well, now they're you know in their teen, one of them's in their teens, but you just see things processing. You cannot hide anything from them. And what these information say about you know eating animals or not eating animals, vegan movement, that's it resonates so much with the younger generation because they know at the core, and that's the thing too, is they in a way evolve so much younger. They're evolving into space when we were young. That's when we started getting jaded to eating animals. Mm. Now they're six or seven years old. They already know that they can't be taken advantage of. They're already you know they learned things at seven years old. It took me till I was twenty seven. <laughs> you know so. I feel this next stage already is happening. That's why it's happening so fast. And this generation coming up is just so exciting. And when I travel around and it's just fun to see, you know, going to elementary schools or, 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 or just really young and they just get it. They get it. Hmm. So it's really just sharing the information. Once people know the truth, it's just and then experiencing the truth. It's just the way to go. The way to glow. <laughs> So I was thinking about a, another way of sharing this knowledge and I got to talking to Cam about it and Cam was like, you know, it would be cool to do some like retreats and yeah. like really bring people together to have the experience of eating vegan, doing the yoga and going to these spiritual places that really encompass that transformational environment to be able to have an experience that allows you to leave feeling that you've moved from one phase to the next yes are, are you planning on doing yes, some of those doing types a, of things plan on doing future? it with you and ah, other people yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> i'm so excited for that and that's what's fun towards the end of the year already i want to would love to do uh, some of these retreats definitely in 2018 and it's just you said you just kind of went on you bait not kind of you went on one and just to see the transformation in person like in the film and what the health you can see that but when you're combining it with yoga and daily mm-hmm. practice and seeing how how integrated this all is and then just to witness this you know i think the the best description is liberation it's just you just this liberated from yourself from your 
from your things that you think you wanted or needed and that these relationships with these industries and this and that and you just get liberated and just like ah oh, I cannot believe how good I feel mm-hmm. and to to help share that with people in any way to support that even to experience that with someone um, sounds like just a dream come true so I would love to do that with you and definitely out there. Well, we'll make it happen it's all <laughs> planting seeds and then all we have to do is foster and cultivate them For so sure. I like to leave our Yoga Revealed podcast listeners with a nugget of truth or what I would call like a golden nugget, something that they can take with them as a motivator or as an inspiration to go upon the path of yoga. Experiencing for yourself, don't listen to what other people say, of, even in our films, is what we say after watching the film, do your own study, experience for yourself how it feels to you. Hmm. I love the way you said that because um, one of my favorite teachers, Sean Korn, she speaks on that as as activists, the best thing that we can do is lead it from our heart. And our goal is to, to be of example. So what better way than to show people that you're compassionate for them no matter what they eat. Yeah. They could be, you know, have eaten a burger and you come over and witness this, but don't get down on them for doing what they inherently are doing. But then perhaps educate them or show them a better way or give them a vegan cookie yeah, you know we we're all the same way. i used to be eating hamburgers and it's the same way i remember the seed was planted eight years before i went vegan and it was i had this weird thought in my head i said you know what i feel someday this might happen but everyone has their own different path but uh it's it's a it's an incredible incredible feeling incredible path to be on this one definitely well i really appreciate your time here today kip It's been an absolute joy to have you here on the Yoga Revealed podcast, truly sharing your wisdom. Thank you for tuning into the Yoga Revealed podcast. You can learn more about Kip Anderson and his newest film, What the Health, at his site, whatthehealthfilm.com. Make sure to check out his other film, Cowspiracy, on Netflix if you haven't already. Continue to share with your heart. Until next time, yogis, live light, shine bright. Namaste. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.